0: And so, we're here to talk about a subject near and dear to many potential listeners' hearts. <laughs> my yeah. heart. Anime. One of my favorite subjects to consume. And I finally got Nancy to sit down and agree to watch something.
1: Hey, I've always watched stuff with you, but it's always been, like, in the middle. I i haven't started from the beginning i would just be along for the ride and i would always have fun
0: aside from pop team epic
1: aside from but that's oh that's illegal on its own yeah i
0: love pop team epic it's <laughs> where you got your fantasy football name get from
1: that is exactly where i got my fantasy football name from and it's worked out so far this season so look at me go
0: mine has too
1: <laughs> Type boys take their time
0: they do thank you beard bros the mantra exists everywhere
1: Oh, the mantra's been my main mantra because I need that constant reminder Boys boys take their time.
0: Yeah. It works for everything. It does. But we're not here to talk about the mantra. We're here to talk about King's Game. Ah! So, <laughs> quick rundown. King's Game is a short anime series about a deadly game played by a group of high school students. I don't want to say much more than that because anything else will be a spoiler. And I don't want to spoil future things for this series because Nancy has not seen it.
1: I've only seen episode one, but it was enough.
0: And so, what we're going to do is talk about kind of episode by episode as we watch it.
1: You get live Nancy reacts. We get Nancy
0: reacts for for a moment. So, (laughs) let's get on with that. So, overall, Nancy, what did you think?
1: I love the idea of this anime Okay. already. So as people may or may not be aware, I I love all things spoop. I was in denial for a long time, but I finally come to terms with who I am as a person. And I love the spoop. I love the gore. I love the psychological mind games. And it's got it all. (laughs) And it's in an anime. Yes. So first impressions are... Solid. It hooked me right away, and I already want to watch the next episode. But instead, instead, we decided to talk about the first
0: one. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> one thing I appreciate what they do in the first episode is they give you a way to kind of meet your main cast of characters, mm-hmm. but also give you the names of everyone else throughout it. Right. As well as setting up the cast and kind of showing you who your main your main duo is.
1: Right. And for me, I. I like the way it was presented and see the level it gets to and they give you that right away and I'm like okay so now there's a mountain of skulls now we're in an ocean but we can still talk <laughs> body yeah. limbs are getting torn away for, for reasons and then it just stops and we're somewhere new and you're like Nani, the fuck <laughs>
0: So, our main hero, he, um, is the sole survivor of a king's previous high school.
1: Yes, and he is now a transfer student. So it starts like any anime, in my experience does, is there's a new and interesting transfer student. So, everyone tries to talk to him.
0: Especially the cute girl in class.
1: Oh, they did such a good job drawing her boobs, guys. Without making it, like, overly obvious, but, like, enough obvious where it's like, that's where we know you're going to look, so we're going to package it nicely for you anyway.
0: Yes. Natsuko. Yes.
1: Natsuko. (sighs) Natsuko Natsuko-san.
0: Yes. (laughs) So, very quickly, you're introduced to her and Nobuaki, who is your main, main protag.
1: I like the... The bowl cut, the anime bowl cut that they gave him. Yeah,
0: the spiky bowl cut.
1: It's very spiky. You still get the flip out on the sides. It's almost like you cut it at home, following a YouTube tutorial from a man who was probably on too many drugs, showing you how to get a bowl cut.
0: Yeah. So he kind of starts off loner. Some people leave him alone, crying at his desk. Then he runs in a relay race.
1: Right. So you see this dude's baggage and then you see him trying to run with said baggage and pass it off to somebody else.
0: And then you never they never tell you until later on what the baggage is. Right. You see some flashbacks at the very beginning that you had mentioned girl in the water text messages. So they have the relay race. You sit there has a little lament of I don't can't remember the last time I had fun or happy.
1: And he cracked a little smile. It was very sweet.
0: then he got a text message.
1: And it all came tumbling down.
0: (laughs) That he has to kiss Natsuko. And he spends the whole day avoiding her.
1: Yep. Because in his words, he does not want to drag her down with him.
0: Even though... He would've. Either way. Future shadowing. Foreshadowing.
1: (gasps) No spoilers! (laughs)
0: So... You know they get a text. He goes to the class. Everyone like thinks it's a joke that's he, he sent like I know I told you it was a troll, and then he kind of freaks out. talks about the king's game for a minute. like it's real. follow what it says. everyone gets mad. calls him a creep,
1: yep. Yeah, he's the one sending these text messages, and it's all his fault. And then, as people are starting to beat the crap out of him,
0: well, <laughs> Before you even get to that, he spends the day avoiding Natsuko. Her best friend comes up is like, Here, I'll give you her number. I support you. And he's like, No, leave me alone.
1: I will say, Amy is an MVP already. Like, she has established that she has got Natsuko's back all the way. Because, like, she has to know. It's like, Oh, this is my objective. And then she's like, she her. Yeah.
0: It's
1: like, I know she likes you. Let me give you her number. We got to speed this up because we've only got like six hours left until. <laughs> the next I sitting one
0: here as you listen i've seen this series before right so i'm sitting here listening to you to say all this and I'm,
1: okay i mean okay. for now so betrayals i'm sure will happen because as because like this gives me so it kind of gives me like an anime saw vibe right okay like not the first saw but once i started like in, involving entire groups of people and that's the vibe that i've gotten just from the first episode of like i want to play a game <laughs> this is the game we're playing if you mess up you die basically that's that's the premise of if you don't play you die if you don't play you die which is the premise of king's game but they I mean they have done the anime twist on it I like that they have the the messages I think that's a really like cool modern way to kind of get you know our generation my generation I like, actually involved?
0: do have some questions for you later on and as okay. as we talk because I'm gonna we're gonna go back to those questions throughout the series. Okay. And there's a reason I'm gonna ask you certain ones.
1: That's fair. I'm but sure my opinions are gonna change drastically.
0: I want to ask you. Okay. What do you think of Natsuko's character so far? Because so as Naboke is waiting to die basically, sitting at the park knowing he's probably gonna die.
1: Right. She shows up. <sighs> She's a smart cookie. Kind of creepy though. Because how would she know that he was there?
0: She looked all over the place. I mean, I, mean, that's I think what that's she what said. she
1: said. That is what she said. Um, but still kind of weird. In a way. Like, there, that gives me an idea that, like, she's not just, like, so sweet and happy as everyone thinks. Because, like, everyone seems to really have her back. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she's got her tentacles in. Okay. And that's my vibe. Because that's also how I operated in high school. So.
0: He <laughs> so, used to say she ends up kissing him.
1: She does. Before midnight. And I like the game that she played with that. Because I saw it. Because she said, it's midnight. Because she got a text message. But we well, don't he see He got it. a text message. No, so did she. Okay. She got a text message and I saw that. But she didn't look at it. And then he got one as well. And he just assumed it was the punishment. Because she had already said, it's midnight. So she gave herself a buffer. Yeah. She's a lot smarter than I think she is.
0: Yeah, she's fascinating.
1: So I'm excited to see what happens with her for so,
0: sure. So that happens, a bunch of texts get sent out. Yobioki okay, freaks out because he interprets one of them as you can't fall asleep. Then a bunch of punishment texts start coming. He runs off to the nearest student's house where he finds them in the process of hanging themselves.
1: If he would have just left a couple seconds earlier, he may have been able to do something. But that face, so that's something I'm really appreciating already. And that's one of the things that has me because like with certain animes, I just, I can't get past the way the the art is
0: because
1: mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that matters a lot to me, especially with something that like, I'm such a filthy casual. <laughs> okay. So I like the art style of this anime a lot. It reminds me a lot of some of the webtoons, webtoons I read because that's. Okay. So I have I I'm at least that far in. I'm at Webtoons, <laughs> but with like the there's a Japanese horror like comic creator.
0: Okay. Manga that, artist.
1: The, so he's he's a horror manga artist and he has a lot of those like dramatic lines, hmm. like like exaggerated um exaggerated faces and things like that that i really appreciate looking at and like anytime i come across them i make sure i like check them out um so to see that translated into an anime because that's i feel like that's probably the art style that they're facing like just like looking at like the the manga stills versus this anime that's what it reminds me of okay i like the playing with like the lines of shadow like because i've already seen a lot of that and i like that a lot (laughs) so i look at it in like a really artsy too of like breaking all that down and that's why it will probably keep my attention for a pretty long time
0: Okay. so while the book, he runs to to the nearest student's house he has not to go make phone calls to everyone who's come over so she makes the phone call everybody who's awake comes and gathers at that park he runs back trying to explain more of what's going on you find out he's played it before and what happened and then everybody starts beating the shit out of them. I mean... But mainly because he knew that the punishment was, could have, was possibly death if he didn't kiss Natsuki.
1: Right. So, and like, as I had said, it seems like everyone has Natsuki's back. Because they're like, you could have killed him. Or, you could have killed her. And everyone was upset about that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, she's she's gotten her, like, posse. And, like, she wants to include this new guy. But he's already off to a bad start. <laughs> Basically, almost killing her. But I also, I can see where he's coming from with it already. Mm-hmm. He's played this game before. I'm and will it again. He doesn't want to go through it again. And the punishments gonna get worse. Because yep. it's it's like one thing to hang yourself. Another to have a whole bunch of things just like explode.
0: Open off and bleed out. Did that bleed to death? Basically. Which is what happened to the student who instigated all of it.
1: Yes, because he failed his task. No,
0: he broke a rule.
1: Oh, he broke a rule
0: because he impeded with the king's game. He did. So by kicking him and that yeah, and instigating the fight, it imped Kings game and that breaks the rules okay. Which I do really appreciate that they laid the rules out.
1: yes, it, it made it easier for me. instead of like having to guess like aren't they're like, nope, this is the game that we're playing. Have fun.
0: Yep, yeah, and they accuse him of also being the murderer. Sending the text himself. Yes. He's then... like, I
1: bet he's doing it. This wouldn't have happened yet had he not come, basically.
0: So that's basically episode one. Right. So question. Okay. What do you think the king's game is?
1: I'm gonna I'm still gonna at the same time, I don't know how coolers can be. But I also know that there are a lot of skeletons in the closet. So right now I'm going to attune it to Saw.
0: So who's pull, who? Who is it then? Who's sending the text?
1: I don't know yet. <laughs> okay. I I don't. I don't want to say it's someone we've met yet. Okay. But it's someone we're gonna meet soon. Okay. Episode two or episode three. That's okay. where I'm gonna put that. At least for now. And that might change a little bit later. Okay. So, but first first impressions. I don't think it's anybody immediately. but I'm probably wrong because you asked that question now.
0: (laughs) Well, I asked that question because they don't really set up what it is other than text messages. Right. So it's really just more simple of what do you think it is?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not AI or anything. There's an actual, like, person pulling the strings. But I don't think we're going to know until episode two or episode. I'm putting my cap on episode three. Okay. Whoever's introduced within the next two episodes may be that person. And I okay. say that now, not watching those other episodes. So we'll see. Yeah,
0: this this show takes you for a ride. And then you start having to think of things, and it really messes with just kind of your idea of what Gord and Anna making.
1: See, and that's what I'm excited for. So
0: it's going to be a wild ride. Strap on in, Mr. Toad.
1: <laughs> I've got my strap on, and I'm strapped in.
0: Well, good <laughs> to know. So on that note, I think that closes our week out.
1: I think so. We're gonna end it on a high note.
0: <laughs> Join us next time, y'all. Bye.
1: It's D and December, y'all. Woo! The time is upon us. It is one of the most wonderful times of the year. Nothing else happens in December outside of D and D. I just want to make sure that is one hundred percent clear as we start in our talk of Dungeons and Dragons.
0: We don't talk about holidays here. We just talk about dragons.
1: We only care about dragons here.
0: Dragons are all that matter.
1: Dragons are life.
0: Dragons are bay.
1: <laughs> so, since it is the start of d and d I figured it would be a fun little exercise, if you will. Because now we're having our own little inter- internet therapy session. If we talked about how we got here. Talk about D&D just at the beginning for us. And then maybe we'll talk about some of the stuff that we're doing in our D&D lives now. And what we may do in our D&D lives later. Maybe. We'll see what happens. Well, let's start at the beginning, shall we? Yes. Because
0: every good adventure has a beginning.
1: Yes. A lot of them have a middle. Not everyone has an end.
0: At least not a good end. Some <laughs> have horrible ends.
1: Some have painful ends. Most of them don't end with sunshines and rainbows. No. <laughs> the sunshines and rainbows were the friends we made along the way.
0: But we found out yesterday.
1: <laughs> so, a fun fact. I got introduced to D&D about three years ago now. I think. Just about. Roughly. And I got introduced to D&D, and that's how I met Corey. Yep. So that was my my origin story into his life. Yes. <laughs> and he hasn't been able to get rid of me yet.
0: <laughs> I've tried. It did not work.
1: Hey, not even death can take us apart now. Like.
0: Oh, Lord. I mean, you did try to die, so.
1: I did. I tried my best, and I failed. So I need to just get me a good old fashioned suicide booth and call it a day. One day. One day. One We're day not
0: I'll there be yet. there. <laughs> We're not there yet. The technology hasn't come quite that far.
1: Yeah, I want to make sure it's a done deal. I don't wanna play <laughs> I don't wanna play these games of like what I played earlier this weekend. So Yeah. So Corey, tell me about what got you into D and
0: D. Um well I mean I played in high school. I played Third edition and three point five back in high school with friends. Fun. played through some Eberron stuff, some of the the campaigns, Sunless Citadel, and then fell out of it for a while. And then recently, not recently, about four or five years ago, I was re reintroduced into it with it with the launch about the launch of fifth edition. Oh, okay. And then started getting back into more of it. So it took a long gap in my D and D life. A good about ten year gap.
1: Yeah, I forget how old you are sometimes.
0: Yeah, well, the territory. <laughs>
1: You're kind of an old fart, but it's okay. I won't out you on the internet too much today.
0: and I've took about a good ten year gap, and I've gotten more into it now as an adult than I did even as a teenager.
1: I feel like because we have the time to, one, just like digest, and also you're actively making the choice to digest this stuff better. Because like in school, like you do a lot of like there was a lot of things I was interested in in high school, that I'm not interested in now.
0: Yeah, well.
1: But I had I more time I can to say do it. The same. Well, for me, it's like I have more time. I had more time to do everything back then. Or my time management skills were a lot better. I still haven't figured that one out yet.
0: Yeah, I'd say I've only added things since then. They didn't drop because all the things I had interest in in high school, I still do playing chess, messing on computers, playing games, things like that. I still have those interests then. Yeah. I
1: and mean, I still can... have some interests, but there, like for me, a lot of the stuff that took up my my school and high school career was things like cheerleading and Dance and you know more of those like physical activities.
0: Yes, but, things that you're you have the opposite gender. Take.
1: Right, and the the one shocking factor of me being a cheerleader to anyone that knows me is you know it took up a lot of my time and that was thirteen years of my life. So I had other time, I had other priorities, but I could still do all my art and all my video games and I kept all of that with me because that was just like practical hobbies. But if I were to try to be a cheerleader again now, it'd just be sad. Right. Maybe it'd be pretty sad.
0: Oh, well, i went out to the internet today. I'll be nicer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, um, but I had I'd heard of D and D back back in those days, but I was I was of the mindset of like I would not have time for something like that. But it was always something that interested me because I loved going to Ren Fair.
0: I mean, even though they're not supposed to go. Okay. Yeah,
1: the universe says like nothing good happens when I go to Ren Fair. I don't know if like there was a wizard I pissed off at one once who's like put a curse on me that anytime I go to Ren Fest something bad happens, or I don't even get the chance to make it there. <laughs> I have I have made some demon, demon lord, or just a really really powerful wizard, very very angry. Right. I mean,
0: yeah, you and Renfest just don't, don't get, get along.
1: along. no, I think I, I, I legit think I'm cursed, and maybe maybe true love's kiss will will free me from the curse, so I can finally go to Rens Ren Fair. <laughs>
0: just make sure to keep some onions away.
1: Onions are always always good.
0: you know, I've always you know the onions thing I always think it'd be more like Brussels sprouts.. Oh. Brussels sprouts are so good though. But you see, they still have layers, but at the edges you're just deleting cabbage.
1: <laughs> That's such a dumb joke. Yeah, <laughs> Yet here I am. <laughs> Yet here I am. So so yeah. So we I mean we have a D&D history together, and it's kind of evolved into us having a Let's Talk.
0: Yeah. The internet's first.
1: Yep. Yeah. The internet's first let's talk. We, we coined it here first, guys. Don't you forget it.
0: But, so, but more of this is just talking in general about, <laughs> excuse me, D&D. So really what's in the more interesting of our D&D story would be our current D&D adventure, I would say.
1: Oh, yes. Because I know we've both done a pretty good job on making it interesting.
0: Surprise I'm not dead yet.
1: I know that was your goal in the beginning.
0: Hasn't happened yet.
1: And it hasn't happened yet. You've had a lot of opportunity. I have
0: very many opportunities.
1: But some uh, something always gets in the way. It was just.
0: Praise be the duck temple one.
1: Praise be. Um. So, Corey and I are currently playing through Curse of Strong. Yeah. And We're diving
0: deep into the temple of Amber.
1: Yes, that has been our most current, our most current objective. Um, and it's been a long time coming. We've been playing this game for. A while now we're yeah. slowly encroaching on, I think the two year mark.
0: I think it's almost been or has been two years now.
1: Yeah, like we're either really close, or we've passed it. I'd have to go back and look.
0: So a little backstory is we used to start. We started this campaign playing it once monthly because that was all we all figured we had enough time for. It's kind of picked up since then to become about every two weeks, which is great.
1: Yes, because so we're the more through it now. Yeah, the more the more we're into the story, the more we want to play it, which is I think what's made this D&D, D&D campaign like, that much better for me. And it keeps the information very fresh in my mind. And I've definitely grown into my character at this point.
0: I, don't <laughs> I think the only reason my character is still alive, Zenos is still alive, is pure spite. He's, he's like... You bit me, I'm going to kill you, then I can die.
1: Right. Like, he will stay alive until he finishes his mm-hmm. objective. And I know... The only reason Steps is still alive is sheer dumb luck.
0: And our paladin is alive because of an act of God.
1: Yeah. He actually died, though.
0: He did. He was dead dead.
1: Yeah, like dead. D-E-D dead.
0: Like, you have, we were pressing F.
1: And it was it was very emotional because my, my character didn't even know. So, like, metagaming,
0: I knew. No, we but... flew Steps to safety with the giant <laughs> fucking skull
1: because we needed that skull we we had to get it and And i was just what we
0: wanted it to do his death was in vain oh no i know we tried our best and he got better
1: yes so i i do want to talk a little bit about some of uh your favorite moments that we've had so far in this campaign going about you know almost two years deep of content that we have now
0: my favorite thing so far is everybody forgetting about the top hat until i tip it that is probably my favorite reoccurring thing of this campaign. That is probably my favorite reoccurring thing of this campaign. It is the, the top hat and my ceilings.
1: Oh, yes. the So when Xenos walks into a room, and it's his first time in there, he always looks up and is like, hmm, what does the ceiling look like? And we get to know whether or not he views it as a nice ceiling or really lackluster ceiling um we've had one where there wasn't much ceiling left and it was yeah. a holy ceiling <laughs> yeah
0: i guess if it was a church <sighs>
1: yes the top hat
0: the trouble i get myself into with zenos
1: I, I will say one of my favorite zenos quirks is definitely the plates you've acquired
0: i still have 13,
1: 13 of them 12. 12 you have 12 I have
0: twelve now yes so i use two yep so <laughs> i need to restock let's have some plates while we're in the temple
1: and that we got the plates at our very yeah, first level one. Yeah, They're they are level one plates. Um, we got them at our very first location.
0: Level. Eleven almost eleven levels later. Say that three times fast.
1: Eleven levels later. I barely made it through the first time. Yeah, I'm not no. gonna try again.
0: Here we are. Me no words good. Almost level eleven. And
1: they're still riding still with got us. plates. And they're
0: useful. I use them to check for traps. I use them to make a point. Yeah, because like he's making salts.
1: <laughs> like, just who throws a fucking plate? Honestly, pisses me
0: a plate at you, but <laughs> mm-hmm. you you. Do on it? Depends if you live. Yep. Yeah. How it goes?
1: Yep. So they're good. They're good testers. And you did stock back up on plates at one of the other uh, locations that we went to.
0: Yeah, but I need to get more. I only have like what twelve. Yeah. yeah. I need more. I need to have like twenty, twenty plates clicking around in that bag. Yep. Cling, 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 cling. Speaking of, we still have ball bearings that we have not used.
1: Oh yeah, we haven't used those ball bearings either. Or caltrops. Guys, I, you'll learn that we're hoarders when it comes to our TNT campaign. Because well, we, we, we have legit... We have so many things. We ended up with a chicken coop.
0: Yeah, and so we have a chicken coop.
1: So we have chickens. And in that chicken coop, we also have a white bunny rabbit right now. Yes. Um, On top of the goat we acquired. Uh,
0: thank you, my mount.
1: <laughs> your quote-unquote mount.
0: Do I I or do I not ride the goat? You do ride the goat. After they killed my bony pony.
1: (laughs) Rip rip Mr. Bone.
0: And I mean, Kronk killed my other horse that I wanted, so I've got a goat.
1: And doesn't take damage unless it's unarmed.
0: Only gets damage from unarmed damage. And
1: and it's horns.
0: I can make it fly.
1: Yep. So he has an invulnerable flying goat.
0: (laughs) Watch out, world. I'm coming after you. (laughs) So, Man, imagine how scary that would be if I used mirror image and like oh four God. of me appeared flying on goats.
1: Flying on Black Phillips, like, just meh. Yeah. <laughs> and I, one thing I love is when like our, our DM approached us with this campaign and, you know, was like, oh, if you want to play, hey, the themes are going to get kind of dark. So if they get too dark, just let me know. I
0: think this horrible.
1: And we've just gone... I mean, first off, I think some scenes we've made worse. Yes. <laughs> if we're being completely honest here. We've probably made yeah. things okay, made well, actually, worse. Okay, actually,
0: you want to talk about a favorite Zeno scene. Oh my Let's goodness. We talking about the beginning of the campaign. Oh. We meet plot device number one and two.
1: <laughs> I forgot all and about this. their
0: father's dead. <laughs> and they want to bring him to the church. And Zenos can't be bothered to go to the church at this point because he has no reason to go.
1: And he hasn't really gotten the whole religion thing
0: yet. So, (laughs) he just said, why can't we burn the body? They looked aghast at him and he had an outstanding charisma check. We burned the body. (laughs) And then then we went to the church promptly thereafter. (laughs) We burned the body as Tron showed up.
1: We did. So then we went to the church.
0: Yep. And along the way, I don't know why we couldn't bring the body here. If we were just coming here anyway. No, well, you know, you live in. Love. <laughs> that was one of the <sighs> best moments. Fun fact, plot device number one and Zenos are now an item.
1: Yes, he's he kind has of. since like matched them together.
0: The man who made her burn her own father.
1: They've um, been oh. through a lot together. <laughs> and I don't know y'all's relationship's kind of cute though. Interesting. It's 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 interesting
0: for sure. does just like the ram. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't like the ram at all.
1: No, I I will say one of my favorite steps moments though. It's also from the beginning of the campaign because it's just become a our it's own meme.
0: <laughs> the meme of the campaign, but we can't name it for our party.
1: I know which sucks. <laughs> and we'll get to that in a second. So, we get to the first house and I I play it to and Bard just so there's a little bit of context and we come across this house. And these kids are like, you know, our you know, they're outside, can you help us? Our our baby brothers in there. You know, we need help. Okay. So, what do I do? And this is like the first like I guess like more serious campaign that I knew like I was committing to. So, it's like, okay, I'm going to climb up the window. So, I climb up to the the top floor of the third floor with my kitty cat claws and I find the nursery and I see a little bundle of blankets so as I go and pick up the bundle of blankets I hear a blood-curdling scream and I just I decided to nope out so I was like guys I'm gonna throw the baby (laughs) and everyone was like no 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 and then i
0: comes the baby.
1: Out comes the baby. <laughs> and the baby was caught. <laughs> and I and climbed down.
0: <laughs> that basically set the tone for the entire campaign.
1: It basically did, because it has not gotten any better.
0: We got possessed during that portion of the campaign.
1: We did. You did, specifically. So did you. I did get possessed. Oh yeah, I did get possessed. I forgot about that.
0: You? She took you. you and then I chose to let him become me.
1: Right. So I ended up with the with the little girl possessing me. Oh, so. And
0: I had this scared little boy.
1: You did. So you were quite frightened.
0: Yes. So oh, Spoiler alert. You have not played Curse of Strahd. this far in. Tough shit.
1: Oh, well. I mean, that's only like the first but, part. To
0: be fair, our experiences may vary from <laughs> yours. Because like,
1: that's are the... you really going around throwing babies out of windows? I don't think so.
0: And if you're not, why aren't you? Right. I mean. <laughs> but I eating love. Eating babies and burning bodies. It's what we do. Yep.
1: That, that is the way.
0: It's a Rob Zombie song. Somewhere in there.
1: Yeah, I think so. Deep, deep down, I'm sure we could pull something from that. Um, but yeah, I, I love that my first campaign playing with both with Abby, you know, our DM, and then our other two pa- our other two party members. And I was like, instead of going through the house like we're supposed to, I'm just gonna climb up and throw something mm-hmm. out real quick.
0: <laughs> I just like how Xenos originally refused to call people by their names, mm-hmm. and he would just call them what he wanted to call them. Yes. So we ended up with Ispark just being Mark. Yep. That was still a good joke. <laughs> oh hi Mark. Every time. I is, oh. <laughs> <Hi>. Hello Marcus.
1: <laughs> Every time it was so good, and he's gotten he's gotten better. He's warmed up to us, and Steps definitely would set the tone at like bars and stuff, and she would be flirting with like anything that moves, as a bard does. Like if you're not playing a bard, being super flirty with anything that walks, you're not playing a bard. And it got us horses once. It did. It got us information once. It did. And it got us a connection to main person.
0: It did. And then every time she tries to blow us up. Every single time. <laughs> every campaign. Almost every single... I'm actually very proud of you for this last campaign and these encounters. You ha- did not try to blow us up for these last couple of encounters. I'm very proud of you.
1: Well, it's because I got a new toy. I got a toy I can control better. <laughs> yeah,
0: So I'm very proud of you for that.
1: Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I...
0: Because shattering everything did not always work for us.
1: Shattering and Thunderwave. They were both, they they still have a very special place in my heart. And then there was one time where I actually needed to use it. Mm -hmm. So Steps had cracked her knuckles and she's like, this is what I've been training for. (laughs) Before finally being allowed to blow up a building. Because I destroyed
0: a windmill. We owned that windmill and we had to have, we need to go check to see if those restorations ever got made.
1: We do. We, we did we're... hire
0: that undead army, and then we and then we even did the one better and set them free.
1: I know. We've actually acquired a lot of real estate in this, so I think once everything is settled and we finally kill the vampire, I think we need to open up our real estate business yeah, and see? just settle down.
0: We're gonna live in the castle. Mm-hmm. We each have a, we, all four of us can have a wing. You know, conquer his concubines.
1: Yeah, he's not a concubine kind all of in, man.
0: And his Chinese. Yep.
1: Yeah. Steps with whatever comes whatever in. Comes in. We're not going there and today. And
0: Santa's have to pool.
1: Because <laughs> that way you can still have your water.
0: We'll just take over the castle. And then we'll rent out everything we own. And collect titans. And become the next evil boss for the next group of adventurers that comes to Borovia.
1: That would be fun. I, I wouldn't mind. Because we we would all make such great evil villains.
0: I actually really want to play an evil campaign. I think that would be fun. I think it'd be fun. You just don't give a shit. I'm going to murder people. Let's go.
1: it's like... Hey, you look like fun. Slit. Yep. Or hey, can I torture you for like six hours? Cool. Be fun. Just once, just to get it all out, you know. But that's why I like D and D is, and I'm, I'm sure I could speak to a lot of people that play D and D. It's a great, it's a great stress reliever. It's a
0: judgment free zone.
1: It is. I get to do whatever. And even in our last session, I was my character was flirting really hard with our paladin because she could. Yep. And it was just fun. And I yep. had fun metagaming, making the person that plays our paladin uncomfortable. And it was just, I had a great time that day. <laughs> <sighs> so, but it's a great, I mean, it's a great stress really. If like any time I have like a really tough week and I know D and is coming, I feel so much better because I get to kill something. Well,
0: <laughs> that's, that, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> For me, it's more of the improvisation and the role play aspect of d and that's got that has me the story in this campaign yes. yes the story of any campaign is what matters but being able to get into your character is what I think can enable you to more enjoy the game
1: right because you're you're taking a moment outside of your
0: yeah you're not thinking maybe in a social situation the way you would you're thinking of someone else who has a high charisma stat and something they would say right maybe amazing some of the things you could say
1: I've been very amazed at a lot of things that have come out of my mouth, mm. being a bard and being super charismatic. And I was like, oh, wait, I said that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oops.
0: <laughs> I'm just figuring out what you can and can't get away with saying. And that's ultimately what it is the game of trial and error and just a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. And it, I mean, it keeps everyone on their toes because, you know, you it's, it's live, real act, you know, rock, blah, 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 blah.
0: <laughs> exactly, one year old. <laughs>
1: It's live interactions with other people. So it's, it's like the improv comedy class, but without being the cringe aspect of the
0: improv comedy class and it's directed still. It's five monthly team building exercises.
1: Oh, it looks great on a resume.
0: Because It's five monthly team building exercises, critical thinking exercises, because you, there's, there's no wrong way to solve a thing in D&D. Yes. All that matters is the results.
1: Right, so you come up with, you know, the solution of eating a baby.
0: Or the most elaborate plans.
1: Oh, the elaborate plans are always fun, like we need to do A, B, C, D, E.
0: Fly up to the castle, drop us off there, fly the horse up to the balcony, take a rope down.
1: <laughs> Park the horse on the balcony, then have to go back and get the horse, and then, then having to cast something to carry a skull over and only two people can go at a time. So and then you gotta... the
0: paladin dies. And then
1: And then everything looks to shit. <laughs>
0: always sunny in barovia but it's not because we somehow made it eternal fucking darkness.
1: Oh yes. We're we're really good. We have no No, here comes the sun do 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 do. No. And it's not all right.
0: No, not at all. But
1: <laughs> Yes, all the <laughs> all the crazy decisions that we have made with this campaign for sure. Um but the problem solving aspect is really nice. Of D&D, for sure.
0: It really is. Like, the problem we may have just inadvertently solved in a random chat.
1: Yes. Uh, dur- during our little break, we may or may not have come up with our party name.
0: We'll see if it sticks, I do kind of like it.
1: I think it's solid. And if it does stick, we will unveil it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Details soon.
1: <laughs> Details to follow. Thanks, d in December um, Gives us an excuse to talk about this.
0: Right. No, but d and is a game for problem solving, even though we do, like I think I mentioned, inadvertently cause problems for ourselves, like taking away the sun.
1: We did take away the sun, and...
0: <laughs> the only place that has light is a church. Yes. And a beacon.
1: We do have a beacon. Because of the skull. Yes. It didn't do what we wanted it to do, but it did something. It still did a thing.
0: <laughs> and I have a sword made of sunlight.
1: I've got... <laughs> I've got fearful bagpipes. I have a fearful mace which looks super cool. I love the way my mace looks with like its little skull heads and everything. Mm -hmm. And then I also may or may not have acquired a magic wand, and I have my magical staff. But I'm a glass cannon. I'm super squishy.
0: Yeah, you are. I just don't sit still. Advantage of playing a rogue—you just don't sit still.
1: Yeah, I don't really have that option, but I do like that I can basically uh, kamehameha. A ball of fire and then control it avatar airbender style,
0: yeah. So it's always nice. Meanwhile, I just poke people to run away and <laughs> chase them in magical energy. So if they move, they get electrocuted.
1: You're basically an Octorok, you just pop out, stab, and hide again.
0: And it's effective,
1: it's super effective.
0: We are a two man army, we don't need them to be you.
1: Yeah, you guys went I'm kind of <laughs> you guys went in <laughs> too. And but it was like, I unfortunately for me now, like strategically. I used to be way more, like, in your face when I was only a bard.
0: Yeah, now you're, I gotta stay back. I'm squished.
1: I'm I'm very squished, so I actually have to take the back end and, like, just cast a whole bunch of stuff a bunch of times, so I've had to change my play style drastically from even when we started this campaign, just based off of the stupid decisions that I've made of, like, I want to be a wizard because I can.
0: Yep. (laughs) Now you're going, I can only really be a wizard because the rest of my stuff is not as effective because I get hit.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of my bard stuff still really helps out, though.
0: Oh, it does, for sure.
1: Like, being a wizard bard has actually been, like, a really good blend for me in terms of, like, I can still, like, heal you guys during rest and, like, give you some extra bonus points, like, in the middle of things. And then when I'm stuck in a situation where I do need to fight, I can also boost myself as well. Yeah. You know, so that helps. And then when I'm no longer in a tricky situation, I just go back to pew pew, 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 pew,
0: pew. until you get hit.
1: Until I get hit, and then that's basically like, like
0: two hits and you're gone.
1: Yeah. So I have to be very, very tactful. That's the only reason I survived the dragon, was because I hid myself on the top of the little tower thing that I was on.
0: Rip my horse.
1: Ripped Mr. Bones. So oh, Corey okay. had <laughs> so Cory had acquired a basically. It was a
0: skeletal horse.
1: It was a skeletal it horse. Like
0: bony pony.
1: Yes, and that horse could fly with the lantern that it had.
0: So we killed the rider, I took the lantern, we convinced the horse to join us, and I had Mr. Bone. Yes. And Mr. Bone died. Because so, of a Shadow Dragon thingy. So now, I have a ram, as we have mentioned.
1: Yes. <laughs> <sighs> well, I still have our... So, there is one thing I want to talk about with our campaign. And it only became... More of a thing because I ended up making it a thing more so, but okay. it kind of happened happened accidentally um, with the Emperor's New Groove situation okay. <laughs> that we got going yes. on. Yes. So it started just based based off of our Paladin's name is Kronk. Mm-hmm. That's where it started, and he has a horse named Cusco. Yep. So then I got a horse. And I named it Pacha. Yep. <laughs> and then I got a snake. And I named her Isma. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> we've hit all the categories. And then also because I am a Tabaxan, I'm basically a cat. Mm-hmm. And I spent the last campaign basically on our paladin shoulders the entire time.
0: Riding around like Yzma did on Chrome.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I jumped in the air, I did a somersault, I landed on our paladin, and that's how we fought for the remainder of the campaign, and I was just reading on his head, I was just chilling on him, like, that was our our whole thing, so we have basically the Emperor's New Groove going for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you do. Hey, it works, I'm a prince.
1: (laughs) And, because I play music, and if someone stops it, they've thrown off my groove. (laughs) You can tell we take our campaign.
0: Very seriously. Oh, yeah. Super serial, guys. Super serial. But it's a lot of fun, and I can't wait for our next session.
1: Yes. And the the anticipation is always nice, you know? And thinking back on, like, all of the dumb stuff we've gotten ourselves into and everything that we've accomplished so far, but yet there's still so much it We've barely scratched the surface on the temple that we're in right now.
0: And us demanding an audience with the noble. Oh, yes. The first time.
1: The very first time. he That was, like, the only time you really pulled and out your noble we... card.
0: Killed, or when we killed Isaac and stuffed his body in a barrel,
1: wine <laughs> barrel, and we don't know
0: where he is. I don't know where that barrel. Is.
1: He's gonna make he, he's basically gonna turn into White Claw. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, we need to go back and find that barrel, probably.
1: I think so, just to know what happened to it. Yeah,
0: see if yeah. he's fermented well.
1: Yep. I wonder if he'll be a black cherry or.
0: I don't think it'll be black cherry. What are you thinking? Something light. Something light. Like a line.
1: Yeah. We a best...
0: sour exterior, you know?
1: Sour exterior. Maybe a little salty. Yeah. So it would be good with some salt on the rim. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> See how it works, though. But yeah, we killed him and stuffed him in a barrel. Xenos basically was noble and demanded his entry into a town.
1: He did. And it worked.
0: It did. We recovered a bunch of wine gems. That's been fun. With shapeshifting birds.
1: Oh, yes, the bird people.
0: They have spoken.
1: And this is the way. <laughs> but as a result, our characters can get hella drunk for free. It's true. Because without us, there would be no wine.
0: <laughs> then there was Baba Lasagna.
1: Oh, Baba Lasagna.
0: Yeah, that was a fun one, too. The house came to life and steps was inside.
1: I tried to eat another baby.
0: You did. didn't work that time.
1: No, the baby could not be eaten. <laughs> We saved
0: the sister. We did we defeated a house.
1: Yes, it was, and all this while, like I was inside and I was like holding on for dear life while people are like taking it out, and then I'm like I, I tried to send a like a creature to go in and yep. get get the the heart of all of it, and that didn't work. Poor thing died. My poor my poor ratty boy died. Kid rat,
0: And our our cleric with the clutch spell
1: that came in to so
0: down.
1: It's like, no more house. And I'm surprised I didn't get more rattled up in there.
0: Right. Man, that was a fun fight. That We've had weird. a lot of fun fights.
1: Yes. But speaking of fun fights and speaking of Baba Lasagna, it, it does remind me of the, uh, the party tension that we had before that happened. <laughs> and that's also how we ended that campaign for the evening. Which was a little rough. <laughs> so my character, Steps, it's short for No Step on Snick. I legit made it around a meme, which yep. is also why my familiar is a snake. Yeah, so.
0: so much so she won't attack snakes.
1: I didn't. So we we came across some zombies.
0: Yep, they had snakes in them that were attacking us, and she didn't do anything.
1: I did not. I tried. I tried scaring them away. I was healing my party. I did everything except for inflict damage on them, because that's what my character would do. And that was, like, I think that was a really big character check for myself Mm -hmm. of, like, how am I playing my character and is this what my character would do? It was a really big, like, pivotal moment, I think, for, like, how I'm running that character. And then I had to deal with the consequences of my actions Mm -hmm. of Corey's character, Zenos, being super pissed off at me.
0: (laughs) Explaining that was, since we don't know what we're encountering, you can't not have prejudices. What Mm -hmm. if it ate your friends?
1: And then Steps was like, I did everything that I could. You know, like, she had that mindset of, like, I tried to protect y'all. I tried to scare them away. I just couldn't do it. And that ties in a lot with her backstory, too. So I think, like, overall, I handled it pretty well. But, oh, that was that was rough. Where it was just, like, we fought the snakes. And Xenos was mad and walked away. And then the DM's like, and that's the end. And I'm like, excuse me. Yep. some <laughs> emotional trauma I needed to work through with that, please. She's like, no, we'll pick it up next next time. It's like thank you
0: yeah <laughs> it's a good moment to end though it was it
1: was it, it led for some some very good um suspense some,
0: some drama it was a good cliffhanger yes like you want to watch the cliff? next episode kinda...
1: oh yes the mandalorian has been doing a great job on making sure that we tune in next week
0: yeah it definitely has actually a lot of shows do that that's what D is it makes you it's a good campaign should make you not want to miss a session much like you're watching a show Right. It's like, I don't want to miss out on whatever's going on.
1: I don't want to have to get, like, a follow-up, because there's so much that happens. Like, even like, this week, we had someone that you know, had to hop in a little bit later kind of NPC'd them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they had to get a recap and it's like, the recap they got, it was still
0: very solid.
1: There was just still so much they missed in between.
0: And there was. There's a lot of the small moments they missed in between, like the jokes we were making.
1: The jokes we were making, how I figured to get the wand and then how I decided I was like flirt with the paladin for the first half of it because when he came in I was already on Kronk's shoulders but he doesn't know how I got there. It's just like that's where I am. I'm just chilling on our paladin.
0: Just how it's going. And then we're gonna enter this room and fight this giant thing that almost severed your arm off. Yep. Yep. <sighs> that hurt a lot. <laughs> well was it, it, it wasn't yeah.
1: I could just imagine losing an arm though.
0: Right. A ghost phantom tingle.
1: Oh, no, thank you.
0: Phantom tingling in your ghost fingers.
1: So, the, <laughs> I'm going to go off on a not D&D related okay. thing really quick just because you brought up phantom like phantom fingers and everything. So, I was watching this video of someone who had lost an arm and they set him up in a booth with like a mirror and that <laughs> when they moved their their one arm and they saw it with the other, they're like it's like I could feel it. And it was like the craziest thing to me. I'm just like, that's how the mind works. It's like, it still thinks it's there because it's supposed to be there. And your brain has like that set, like this is how it's supposed to be. So that's how it is. Mm -hmm. And then seeing them like moving their arm and then the reflection acting as their other arm. And they're like, no, it's like I could feel it. And they would like touch something, but it's like they felt it with something that's not there. Hmm. It was the coolest video to watch. Interesting. So yeah, a little bit of a diatribe. But just a fun, a fun fact for the day.
0: I can always appreciate a fun fact. I can.
1: I'm like, I'm like a snapple. I always have something.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and especially when you know, you do end up popping the top of things. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, I guess <laughs> to let everyone in on our joke. No.
0: no, it just stays like.
1: Y'all don't get to know anything. But once you pop, you can't stop.
0: Nope. I just pray you have ABS.
1: I do right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't then. And we're going to leave it at that. Back to D&D. Back to D&D.
0: Which, by the way, back in D&D days, none of that existed. You couldn't just pop the top of on your ABS.
1: <laughs> well, D&D's been around
0: forever. Yeah, but the time frame of the game, it wouldn't be possible. The well, game takes place in the 1400s.
1: Yeah, they they don't really have ABS sensors for the the carriages or
0: horses. You no, know, the ox just stop. Yep. <laughs> I'm done walking today.
1: And it's like I guess this is where we're camping, guys. This is this is our life now.
0: But, well, really, I guess stay tuned throughout December because we will drop more D and D.
1: Yes, we we can't not participate in D in December when it's something that. We both very much participate in.
0: Right, yeah, we play it all the time. So stay tuned. We'll have more to talk about in the coming weeks.
1: Da, 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 da. Hey, Cory. Did you know that you can interact with our podcast on Twitter while you're sitting on the toilet, not doing anything?
0: I mean, don't judge me. I might already do that.
1: (laughs) So make sure that you guys follow our Twitter so you can keep up with all of the latest twits that we release at at pod thing on Twitter. Or if you have things that you would like us to talk about, or if you have any questions or us, or about things we've talked about, you can contact us via our email address at a thingpod at gmail.com.
0: Hey, Nancy, did you know that you can reach out to us anytime on our Facebook page?
1: Wait, you mean like anytime? Like even at like three in the morning when I'm eating an entire pint of ice cream?
0: They can reach out. Doesn't mean we're going to answer at an odd hour like that, but we do our best to get back to everybody. And for those of y'all wondering, if you just search us up, it's facebook.com slash pod thing. Be able to go ahead and give us a like over there and get notified when we get new episodes up and running or why there's delays. Also, you can always subscribe at anchor.fm forward slash a thing pod. And from there, you can get subscribed on your favorite social media platform out there for podcasts. And we are off to the races today. We're just gonna jump right into new stuff this week, and we're gonna talk all about the newest episode of everybody's favorite intergalactic bounty hunter duo, the Mando and the Baby.
1: <gasps> Baby Yoda team.
0: It's a good episode this week.
1: I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> it, I'll I'll beat Cory to the punch here. Had some slower pacing. Ah. <laughs> See, yes, it did. how the turns have tabled.
0: But... But before we get there, chapter four, Sanctuary. So, gives you a little recap at the beginning, in case you're new to the series, and shows you what led up to this point with him getting into a nice little shootout with all the other bounty hunters searching to get it back to a ship with the new baby Yoda he abducted.
1: <laughs> he just took it. He's like, this is mine now. I like its eyes.
0: <laughs> and he flees to an uninhabited planet that has been claimed.
1: It's lightly. Lightly inhabited. But claimed by the Bayest of Bays.
0: Oh yes. Our rebel shock trooper herself. Oh. <laughs> so, Cara Dune, hiding from the bounty hunters on said remote planet. Her and Mendo fight shortly while baby Yoda comes out drinking some broth.
1: Okay, so <laughs> I want to talk about that for a second. Okay. Because seeing Baby Yoda sipping his soup was probably the cutest thing, and I love the meme that came with it, super quick. But Insider Magazine had to go and ruin meme culture for us guys, because the next morning, after Baby Yoda sipping soup, braced us. word I wanted.
0: I, I guess it but, graced us with its presence.
1: Yes, we were blessed with it. That's what I wanted. I wanted blessed. We were blessed with that Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda GIF GIF. An insider had to go and boomer it up by telling us that it was the new Kermit sipping the sipping the tea, me.
0: Well, I mean, you know what Baby Yoda and Kermit have in, have in common, right?
1: They're both Muppets. They're
0: both Muppets. <laughs> So they fight, they make up, become frenemies.
1: They they fight, they break up, they kiss, they make up.
0: They become frenemies, I would say. They 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 got the job done. At least at the beginning they became frenemies. They well, got the you, job done at the end. So Well you
1: had to you have to buy frenemies. You gotta you gotta throw some credits at some frenemies and be like, hey.
0: Yeah that's
1: how you make friends these days anyways. What can I buy you?
0: <laughs> yeah, so they have their scuffle. Mando finds out the planet's claimed, him and baby go back to the ship he's approached by some random villagers who have been recently raided by some raiders that they hire Mando to help, but not for just the money. He wanted lodging.
1: He wanted to keep a low profile for a little while. As you do, because you only have every single bounty hunter on your tail.
0: Mm -hmm. So he keeps his low profile and gives the credits to Miss Dune to help him Free them from said raiders.
1: <laughs> I needed that. Sorry. <laughs> oh.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, but, I mean, it was smart for him to go ahead and get the lodging, and you find you find Bay. So he finds his Bay, little farmer fisher woman.
0: Who? I kind of like the scenes that they're set up with her bringing him the food, kind of understanding the order, but talking to him about the helmet and why he doesn't remove it when the last time was in front of somebody else. And then
1: you get a little bit more of like his backstory with it. A little
0: bit more about the Mandalorian code.
1: And how it just does not come off in front this, of other people.
0: You know why, right?
1: Because otherwise you can never put it back on.
0: Because this is the way.
1: This is the way. <laughs> Best meme to come
0: out of this. Yes, it came back. Um,
1: thank you, briefly. internet. Thank you, Philip. Briefly,
0: so I do like that she leaves when he eats. He takes his helmet off, mm-hmm. and then staring out the window at the baby.
1: Yep, always watching the kid. He's got such a soft spot for it, and it makes my heart so happy. Right. That he he has his own found, foundling, like yeah, yeah,
0: essentially, because this is the way. This is the way. The best ways to end an argument, by the way, is either that or I have spoken.
1: I have spoken is one that I've already used multiple times, and it's worked
0: out. I have spoken, but what? What? This is the way,
1: (laughs) or this is the way. I I
0: have have spoken. spoken. (laughs) So they go off and go find the raiding party and discover, while tracking them, that they have a walker.
1: Yep. Not not the best thing to have. How did it get here?
0: We don't know. It's just chilling in the woods.
1: Just roaming around. So they... They're like, okay, we we're are, out. Yeah, sorry, no, not right, sorry. We're out.
0: We're out. Bail. We yeah. bail.
1: Everyone's moving. <clears throat> like... there's there's a valley not too far. We're not dealing with this. I do
0: like how he goes and just says, you can't live here anymore. And she's like, you could, you know, have a little more (laughs) tax. He's like,
1: can you do any better? And she's like, I won't do any worse. (laughs) worse. (laughs) That is a woman after my own heart right there. When I tell you, like, she is bae. She is 100% my ideal woman.
0: Uh, He's just no bullshit. He's like, you can't fucking live here anymore. Get the hell out.
1: (laughs) I'm not dealing with that. Y'all can't afford that. <laughs> that's, that's what his argument is. is in the beginning too. He's like, that's not going to be enough. But he got lodging. It was fine. And then he was like, that's that's even above my pay grade. And
0: that's, then they you know. decided to train them and fucking do it anyway.
1: They they did it Milan style too, which I thought was really funny. I was just missing be a man. Right. <laughs> Who here knows um, how to shoot? And of course, Farm Bay.
0: Are the only one her hand? I'm curious to know. Her backstory.
1: I would like to know why she knows how to shoot. Like,
0: that's that's something. But getting up to there, the training area actually was where the pacing slowed a little bit for me. It just didn't feel... Like, how long it went on didn't feel necessary.
1: Right. Like I said, we just needed the Mulan montage. And we would have been...
0: Like, I didn't need to see how many... See them start off with, you know, nobody and still nobody being able to shoot but her well. Right. Could have just shown somebody not shooting well and shown her on a side thing after something else shooting extremely well and everyone right. else shooting decently and done.
1: Yep, it's like, okay, so they've learned and, like, she's evolved. Instead of just like, look, I can shoot. And now, but then you also have to get that emotional tension that those two have. Like, and how else are you supposed to keep, you know, all the lovebirds? It's like, oh, the Mandalorian needs someone. I've never seen his face, but I'm sure he's handsome. And
0: then, <laughs> which quickly shut down when she tries to remove his mask later on. spoilers. <laughs>
1: That was actually a really well done scene, but we'll it get was, there, but we'll get there.
0: Her feelings were shot.
1: I know the poor thing. I can relate. Like... <laughs> oh,
0: slip flap, slip clap, slip lap, slip flap.
1: With my newly learned skill.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Fun fact, guys. Nancy learned how to snap.
0: <laughs> instead of just saying, oh, snap, you're just going to go, oh.
1: And that was totally me that made that noise.
0: So anyway pointless banter um she um i mean yeah that that particular scene we'll get to it it was well done but to, we'll get there we'll get there so anyway, it's they, they train them up they dig a big hole and they chase the walker and flush it out yeah and, and i, I like, like
1: the timed bomb i didn't realize like they had like different settings mm-hmm. like in terms of time but i mean it would make sense like you need more time and just like hearing like that beep slowly get like faster
0: as it's like, getting closer, like you should be out
1: by now. And, and like the way he's like, we're gonna break through this. Twp, 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 twp. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's definitely enough holes for you to be able to
0: burst through that.
1: Like... Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just a couple shots when you've probably just done it to begin with. Yeah. You, it, have a fucking, you have your knife in your boot. But that's not that the way.
1: That is not the way.
0: Because guns are the religion, not knives. <laughs> <sighs>
1: But yeah, so, like, the fight scene was kind of cool.
0: They lured it in, like, when they got it into, into their area to the pool, I do like that it just kind of looked at the water like, nah.
1: Yeah, it was like, it, like, kind of, it almost, like, dipped its toe in. Yeah, like, it was like, eh, too deep for me. It's a little too cold. Eh,
0: yeah, and then when she lowered it in, it's like, yeah, fuck it. To,
1: well, I think at that point, it's like, she basically, like, overrode like, his priority. Because, like, it's like, first priority is, like, okay, don't drown. But then it's, like, oh, this is, like, an actual threat. Like, I need to get her. You so know? So she was playing with,
0: like, the, the I'm program. assuming that the walker, because it doesn't really show you anything definitive on it. But it, from just what I'm assuming, it was automated. It was. So think about that.
1: Because it used to be manned.
0: Because they were manned. And these raiders don't seem to be the most Technologically advanced if they're... they happened
1: to stumble upon this, I feel. It wasn't really anything that like they maybe. sought after. But like, I... I feel like it was like left there and they're like, we're just gonna like kind of take this. I don't and... know. But that's the vibe I'm getting, because like there's no way that they were in with the with the empire and were like
0: Here's your walker, dominate this planet.
1: Exactly. Well, maybe I doubt they were. I don't think so. I mean... Maybe towards the end, because we don't know the political structure of Star Wars during this like timeline. Because it's a little split still. So, like, maybe towards the end of all of that, they're like, yeah, this is like our last project before we're done. <laughs> like, well...
0: Yeah, because we don't quite know anything at this point on the political landscape other than the New Republics. Right. And that's it. So.
1: <laughs> but we'll save Star Wars politics for a later podcast. Yeah, because... we'll call that a
0: political thing from now on. Hey. <laughs> political start now. Oh.
1: There Coming we go. Soon
0: to a thing near you. Like in 2022.
1: Oh, man, I don't want to think. <laughs> Let's not think that far ahead. Let's get through 2019 still. Thank you. <laughs> We're almost there, though.
0: Yeah. So, they get it in, i like to know that, they get, that she does get it in using the blaster, getting the beam rifle. Right. And she uses it to get the thing to go in, and Mando just jumps up and races up to it and bombs it.
1: Right. See, Done. and, like, I like that he was willing to give his, like, best weapon to her, too. So it, like, shows, like, that amount of respect he has for this person. So I thought that was, like, a good, like, Mandalorian gesture. And it's, like, this is my best weapon. It's a great blaster. Like, he makes sure that thing is protected at all times. Yeah. And he also left it with uh, with Farmer Bay. Because he didn't have it with him when he went in for uh, the infiltration part. Yeah.
0: He, he left, left it behind. And he it left there. it
1: next to her. And I was, like, ooh, there's some tea. Because <laughs> right. that's so. how I watch Star Wars. <laughs>
0: So, all of that happens, and then you get to him thinking about leaving the child behind on the planet because the kid <laughs> liked it there, and they were like, oh you know, you're gonna have a hard time telling him." Everyone's like, "Oh, I have a hard time telling him that because he was having fun," but he's like, "I'll plan on taking it." Right. And then they will be happy here. Someone comes up with tracking Bob.
1: I like the way they did that scene too. Yes. Like
0: a gunshot, and you're like, "Oh fuck, they're gonna shoot the baby." aren't they? You're like, you're, you're waiting for it.
1: Yeah, it's like, I'm expecting the worst. And that it's like, like, I still know this is Disney, but at the same time, it's not in the realm of
0: pop. Right, but like, <laughs> like It shoots at the baby, but baby stops it with the Force.
1: Yeah, something like that. Because we've seen the Force powers used once already. Yeah. But that wasn't the gunshot. That year.
0: No, Garadun blasted the fucker. <laughs> he got yeah. blasted. Pew! Just with the reins, you say.
1: So, so yes, and like, and you see, you see her behind, and body falls, and you find the tracker, and it's like, you can't stop. He's with you forever. They will find you.
0: Smashes it, and off to the next planet for more continuing adventures of Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian.
1: Da, 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 da. Ah! title cards. No, I much prefer the the title cards that they have for this. Like yeah. every every episode, I stay and I look at that artwork, and I like the the way they do the credits, where it gives you like. A second to get your screenshot
0: <laughs> right
1: it's like here's the credits you have one second time it right
0: yeah, go boom, next, <laughs> next, next, next so we kind of glanced over but yeah the scene before he when he decides to leave the baby to leave the child there when he's talking to her i was so emotionally destroyed And like she's talking to him mean, he's like well yes you know that he would like that kind of life as well but when she goes to take the helmet he you no know,
1: but not right away
0: he he hesitated
1: because he was like okay and then by the time it like got to about where his head would start he stopped her
0: yeah
1: i was like he thought he hesitated
0: he thought for a minute but he thought better of it for a reason because that is not the way
1: that is not the way and he still has to protect the kid he has spoken yes without saying anything
0: Let's talk about how that kid is. That kid's popular, too.
1: It's because he's so cute. Disney knew. <laughs> Even, like, they're like, you know what? We're going to make people gush over Baby Yoda in the actual series because we know what we made is adorable.
0: It's, and there's no merchandise?
1: Not yet. It's coming it's in time coming. for Christmas. It will be.
0: But I love how they were able to...
1: Keep it secret.
0: I, I like how John Favreau had enough, has enough pull at Disney to say, no, nobody can see this until this show airs. You can't sell toys on this. You cannot promote this. This is my series. Mm-hmm. If people know about this, they have no... Yep. Give me something to give you subscribers. Damn it.
1: And it's worked because I'm, I'm so hooked and like I'm emotionally invested in Baby Yoda's well-being and his just his overall happiness. If anything happens to him, I will go on a rampage. He is a precious bean.
0: We'll find out what happens.
1: I know. I'm so worried because I love him so much and I've just... I th- too many times, I my heart want... can only take so much heartbreak.
0: I, I still hope one. I just hope you know, what end of series can be a Mandalorian Yoda.
1: That way, be Yes, because he is like I said, he's basically a little foundling right now.
0: So <laughs> the <It's> Mandalayolan. <Yodeling. laughs>
1: that maybe would explain the weird speech patterns too. Have you ever heard a yodeler? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>?
0: <laughs> Way this is
1: the way way I'm no Walmart yodeling kid, but I try my best, guys.
0: We'll get you the bell instead. It's that time of year,
1: it is that time of year.
0: Well, I think that was the the Mandalorian.
1: Yeah,
0: and on that note, we're just gonna jump on down the line.